And a very good evening to you and welcome to People of Note on Classic 1027. Every Sunday from 6 to 8, I talk to someone who is a person of note and we listen to music of their choice. And my guest tonight is Geraldine Remenon, who is the General Representative of the Government of Flanders in South Africa. Welcome. Thank you very much. And I just, uh, just for our listeners' sake, um, the Government of Flanders is part of the government of Belgium, is it or not? How does it work? It's a bit complicated. <laughs> Belgium is an extremely complicated country. Um, so Belgium is a federal country, which means that we have a federal government, but we also have regional governments. So there's three regions in Belgium who all have their own government. And then there's also three communities who also have their government. Now you have the Flemish region and the Flemish community, but Flanders has decided to only have one government for both the region and the community. So uh, Flanders is a part of Belgium. Uh, it's the northern part of Belgium. It's also the biggest part of Belgium. We have around 60% uh, of, of, the, of the people of Belgium. Um, so in that sense, um, uh, yeah, it's not the government of Flanders is not part of the government of, of Belgium, Belgium. Uh, but it's next to the government, the federal government of Belgium. So you've got Flanders and then Wallonia. Wallonia, we have which the is where is that in the south? That's in the south. So we have the Flemish region, yes. the Flemish community, we have the Brussels capital region. And we have the Walloon region, and then we have the French-speaking community and the German-speaking community. And all of those regions and communities under federal level have their own governments. So there are a lot of civil servants in Belgium. There are a lot, <laughs> yes. But we all do a good job. And we all hear about all the civil servants also to do with the European Union, who are based also in Brussels. They're also based in Brussels, yes. So it's a country of a lot of government. A lot of government. We also have NATO, obviously. Uh, and then Brussels, together with Pretoria, compete uh, for having the most embassies in the world after Washington. Is so there's so? even so more civil servants <laughs> there. <laughs> so Pretoria is up there with them as well. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So... Uh, perhaps we'll listen to your first piece of music and then you can tell us a little bit about the history of Belgium also because I think it's got a very interesting history where it is in Europe, how it happened to be where it is and why it became Belgium and when it became Belgium and all of that. So um, we'll deal with that in a moment. But your first choice, and you'll have to tell us about your various choices because I think they've got a strong connection also with your part of the world. The first one is a song called Mia. Uh, by Gorky. Yes. So m this song was for years the most um, popular song in Flanders. So every year on Christmas or the day after Christmas, you have this um, timeless hundreds. With, uh, and then the, the listeners can vote for their most favorite song. And Mia has been on number one for many years um, because it is, it's in Dutch. It's one of the, I think, the best songs, popular songs um, 
in Dutch and it actually became even more um, popular or more iconic when the singer Luc de Vos died uh, at a very young age a couple of years ago. That was a Belgian song called Mia, the choice of Geraldine Remenon, who is the general representative of the government of Flanders in South Africa, but I think not only in South Africa, because you seem to cover quite a lot of territories. Mm. Um, our office is responsible for seven countries in the region, so besides South Africa, uh, it's Mozambique, Malawi, Botswana, Namibia, Lesotho and Swaziland. Um, and of those, especially Mozambique and Malawi, are very important to us because it's the two other partner countries of Flanders for development cooperation. So in both Maputo and Lilongwe, we have a satellite office with uh, uh, colleagues working there on development cooperation. So the, all of this must keep you pretty busy. Extremely busy, yes. <laughs> but it's uh, always fun. Yeah. So. Now, I just... We need to uh, understand also for our listeners a little bit about the history of Belgium and how it happens to have, because in Europe, very often countries have been divided by language groups. And in fact, the one of the problems of uh, part of, of Eastern Europe is the language issue. So how come you've got such very distinctive language groups within one country in Belgium? How did that happen? I think language is also um, one of the issues in, in Belgium. Uh, so we have three official languages, Dutch, French and German. Uh, compared to South Africa, it's nothing, obviously, but we're only 11 million people. So, um, now, Belgium is in fact a construct. It's not something that grew historically and organically. Um, the area where Belgium is now, has always been divided between counties, uh, um, areas that were ruled by bishops and so on. Um, small little areas that were at one point independent or autonomous. At other points in time, they were uh, conquered and ruled by, for instance, um, the Romans, obviously. Uh, the Spanish, the Austrians, the French, the Dutch. Um, now, in the beginning of the 19th century, um, it was a, a period we just came out of the uh, Napoleonic era, um, and it was a, a time when the big powers yeah, try to find their way or their power balance within Europe. And at that time, in 1830, um, Belgium was constructed by those big powers as a neutral bloc in between the Netherlands, Germany, the France and the UK. A sort of buffer state. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, and that's actually how they just put all these areas that had been at some point in time together and then not that they put them together and that's why at that time we had French and Dutch as the two official languages and two cultures as well and then after the First World War uh, German came uh, there yes. small small part uh, of Germany came over to Belgium and was so it's quite a, a, a complicated history Yes. Of, but but it's quite a recent history. If you think 1830 uh, in political terms is not all that long ago. 
um, and you came presumably out of the Congress of Vienna, there came this country, and then where did you find, because you have a king, don't you? We have a king. Where did yes. you find a king out of all that? Uh, we found the king in Germany. Oh, really? Yeah. So that the, yeah, the family name of the of the uh, royal family is von Sachsen Coburg, so they came out of Germany. Okay, and the, the somehow you've worked out how to fit yourselves into Europe because in fact you've made yourselves very important within the European Community now. Uh, yes, as you said, um, Brussels is Brussels is the capital of Flanders, of Belgium, and of Europe. So we have a lot of uh, uh, European institutions uh, in Brussels, based in Brussels. NATO is based in Brussels. Um, and it is because Brussels is a central hub in uh, in Western Europe. Europe. Yeah. Um, it's a one hour uh, train ride from Paris, from London, from Amsterdam. It's cl very close to Berlin. So it's very central. Well, that's and lucky. it's very it's yeah. very um, it's a small country. Yes. So if you want to um, find a place where to to put all these European institutions, you're not going to put it in Paris because yeah. Germany is not going to uh, yeah, agree yeah. with that. It's a sort of so neutral territory yeah. almost. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's all very interesting. Um, now, and perhaps this is a good moment for your next piece, which is called My Heroics. And uh, let's listen to it and then you can tell us about it. So this was My Heroics Part 1 from Absent Minded. And Absent Minded at that time, it's already almost 15 years old, um, was a new band that made very exciting music, something different within uh, the Flemish music scene. And I should also say that Absent Minded is actually almost like spelt like absinthe minded. Yeah, I think they had a <laughs> plan when they did that. <laughs> it's not a coincidence. <laughs> now, your job uh, is to be a representative of the government of Flanders in many different fields. So you're not one particular field. You cover many fields, culture, development, cooperation, education, science, technology, all of these things. And yet you are not the ambassador, because Belgium also has an ambassador, which and he presumably covers the whole country. You are particular to the government of Flanders. Uh, indeed, the ambassador uh, represents the state of Belgium, and I only represent the region and the community of Flanders. That's also why my f title is not, not yes. ambassador, because yeah. you can yes. not if you only uh, represent a part of the country. Um, in theory, uh, we work in South Africa on all the competencies of uh, Flanders, um, which are many. That's at this time uh, in history, it's almost easier to say uh, which of the competencies have remained federal, because with every state reform, new competencies go to the regions and the, and the communities. So in theory, we represent, our office represent, represents all, or works on all these competencies like the ones you've just uh, mentioned. Uh, let me add mobility, environmental affairs, youth policy, sports and so on, communication and media to that. Um, but obviously, 
uh, it depends on the country where we are based, which of the competencies are uh, more important. For instance, my colleague in The Hague is going to work on other matters than what we do here in South Africa. So tell us a little bit about Flanders then and why Flanders is important within the Belgian community and also you know what what you would tell us is important about Flanders just give us a little picture of Flanders Flanders is it Flanders <laughs> yeah so your so first of all your home language is Dutch Dutch so it's not Flemish. There's a lot of people who tell me here in South Africa that I speak Flemish, which is not the case. There's only one language uh, that is spoken both in the Netherlands and in Flanders, and that is Dutch. But maybe the accent is slightly different. Yes. So as as ons Afrikaans praat, dan kan ons uh, wel verstaan waarvan ons praat. Ik kan baie goed Afrikaans verstaan en ik kan ook een klein beetje Afrikaans praat. After five years, yes, but I've learned a little bit. But it's bit. similar. It's, yes. it's very similar. Yeah. Yeah, Afrikaans came originally from Dutch, yeah. but has many other influences. It's not only Dutch anymore. Um, so you want me to, to promote Flanders as a touristic destination? Well, or, <laughs> or for any other reason. Let's mm. just hear about Flanders. What is special about Flanders? It's a difficult question because it's always um, if you want to, to respond to, to a question like that, you easily start to talk about the, the usual suspects. Flanders has a very rich, rich culture, which is true. We have cities and city centers that date from the, from, from the Middle Ages and are still in a very good state. So that's something that we really are proud of. Places like? Bruges, Ghent, Antwerp. Um, so it, they attract a lot of tourists, especially, for instance, from from Asia, from Japan, who don't know this kind of this kind of uh, city centers. Uh, at the same time, we have not remained in the past. Our, our current cultural and artistic scene is very innovative. And I think what is interesting um, in Flanders is that we have managed to combine both. So in some of the cities, you will have a historic building that has a contemporary uh, architecture um, yeah, um, addition to it, which makes it, ver it very um, interesting and challenging as well. Um, so that is something that that uh, architecture, Flemish architecture, something that I'm very passionate passionate about. I've, and, I've and proud of. And proud of, obviously, uh, also about our arts and cultural uh, cultural scene. Um, but I think what what is interesting about Flanders and maybe Belgium in general. Now I'm not promoting Flanders, obviously is that although we have all these differences within our society, um, cultural differ differences, language differences, and it is, it's, it's not easy on a political level, I think we've always managed to find a compromise. Um, a couple of years ago, we were without a government, without a federal government for more than a year. It was almost five, more than 500 days. But the country kept running. 
And the political parties from both Flanders and French-speaking part of Belgium and from so, yeah, uh, con yeah, very opposing uh, political families also kept talking to each other. And I think that is, that is very important because I think in a lot of other countries it would have ended in a civil war. Not in not in Belgium, and I think that's also why um, Belgians are regarded as good diplomats because they're used to work in very challenging situations and making compromises and making compromises. Yes. So it's a good place to have NATO and the European Union and all of this because, for sure, we need to make compromises now. When you think of Brexit and all the stuff going mm. on there. Uh, it's important. Let's hear your next piece of music, which is called Tummy. So this was Tummy by Tamino. Tamino is a young guy. Um, I think he's in his early 20s, and he started making music a couple of years ago. And uh, he's extremely talented and doing now a lot of other things. I saw recently uh, on social media that he's also making music with a philharmonic orchestra. So he's someone, he only has one CD, but he, we're going to hear a lot about him. So uh, arts and culture are obviously important in Belgium, generally. Um, sports? Do you have good sports people? Well, our soccer team is still the best in the world. I think they are number one in the world at the moment. We have uh, excellent uh, soccer players. Well, I don't know much about soccer, actually. But we've um, now also doing very well in the Tour de France. We already won uh, two... Um, uh, how do you say that in English? Um, two stages of two the race. Two stages. Yeah. Well, wasn't one of the very famous cyclists was Eddie Merckx. Eddie Merckx, yes. And this year is uh, 50 years since he won his first Tour de France, I think. That's also one of the reasons, if I'm not mistaken, why why the Tour de France started went, yes, in Brussels yes, uh, the, this year. The stages I saw went through Belgium. Yes, yeah. yes. So I saw some beautiful pictures of the parts that they went through, too, because that's part of the fun of watching the Tour de France is seeing the beautiful places that they go through. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Now, we're not very good at uh, um, sports that uh, uh, South Africa is big in, like rugby. They do play it in Belgium, if I'm correct, but not at the same high level. Although, uh, cricket neither. Although hockey is, uh, I think hockey is quite uh, popular yeah. in South Africa as well. And our uh, hockey teams, our national hockey team is doing extremely well as well. So, And with a, being a relatively small country, is agriculture important? Um, I heard last week from my colleague who is a trade and investment counselor for Flanders that uh, Flanders apparently has uh, more pigs than people. <laughs> I knew there were lots, but I didn't know it was more than, <laughs> than, than, than people. So yes, agriculture um, is still important. Um, it's obviously a small country, uh, so it's very specialized. And uh, there's also a, a growing trend to go more towards organic farming, which you, if you only have small area, yes. and Flanders is also one of the driest areas in Europe, 
um, you need to go towards an agriculture that's more sustainable, yes. sustainable for environment. Yeah. Gosh, so uh, lots goes on in Belgium that we don't know about. Tell, tell me a bit about yourself, though. What did you study before you became uh, involved in sort of government business? What did you study? Um, I'm a historian yeah. by training, so I studied history and then I did a postgraduate in women's studies. And after that, I uh, started to do research in uh, gender studies and in gender history. Which is a very popular subject these days. Yes, it is also in Flanders, actually. It's getting yeah. more and more popular. Yeah. So there's good equality between men and women in Belgium. Well, you don't hear me saying that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, let's, let's listen to your next uh, choice of music and then we can talk about that. This next piece is called Gold. Uh, that was a song by Gabriel Rios. And if I now look at my list, actually, I notice that I have a lot of... Uh, so all the, the musicians are, from, are, are based in Belgium, but uh, a lot of them actually come from other countries. So Gabriel Rios is originally for, from Puerto Rico. Tamino, if I'm not mistaken, is from Lebanon. And there's many others uh, to follow that have roots in other countries, which also shows that uh, Belgium is a center where a lot of artists end up. Now, let's just talk. First of all, I want to talk about uh, the equality of male and female in Belgium, but I also want to talk about your the connection of Belgium with Africa, because you had a strong connection with Africa, uh, and whether there are a lot of African people living in Belgium now. But let's talk about equality, because you seemed a little uncertain as to whether equality was good in Belgium or not. Well, I think Belgium is not doing bad. Yeah. Um, I have worked in equal opportunities policy for many years, so I know um, where Belgium is performing well and where it's not doing great. Um, for instance, the gender pay gap has uh, diminished a lot uh, in the past years. Uh, as a matter of fact, at the moment, Belgian female Belgian civil servants earn more than the male civil servants. But that's the only area where they earn more. And most of the, the sectors, they're sti they still earn less. Um, Probably because they're better, you see. The female civil servants are better. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, when it comes to education, uh, if you go to universities, if, if you look at universities, uh, the majority of students are female. But then if you look, uh, and they're also doing better at university, but then if you look at the academia and who works at university, who does a PhD, PhDs is still more or less the same, but then to get an appointment uh, at university, there we see that the women fall out. There it's mostly men who, who get the fixed positions um, at university. So at, in the labor market, there's still a lot of division. There are typically 
um, female jobs, typically male jobs, and it's very difficult to to break that divide. The government is doing a lot to get more girls into the sciences, technology, mathematics uh, uh, subjects to study, but then afterwards they still struggle a little bit to, to, to get in these, in these jobs. Um, if we look at political level, for instance, uh, since the beginning of July, f the government of Flanders has its first female minister president, and it's only an interim uh, minister president. So she will be replaced when we have we're in the in uh, in government formation. Uh, when we have the new government, it will it will be a male minister president again. So also there, we Belgium has never had uh, a female prime minister. We've never had a queen, um, but if all goes well, our next uh, uh, king will be a queen. Yeah. Um, so there are a lot of uh, areas also gender-based violence is still quite important. It's very difficult to, to break the stereotypes, to, to change the mentality that is the basis of discrimination and sexism in society. So you need to look at yourselves in the mirror because that's the title of your next piece, Spiegel. That was Spiegel by Tourist Le MC and Raymond van, van het Groenewoud. Raymond van het Groenewoud is one of our very famous um, Flemish singers, whereas Tourist Le MC is a young hip-hop artist who works a lot with uh, the established uh, uh, musicians. So this is one of those uh, collaborations. And perhaps that's uh, a good moment to talk about your historic connections with Africa, which have been very strong uh, in the Congo for, and in other places in Africa too. Where, where was your footprint in Africa in from the 1880s onwards with the uh, colonial era? Where did you have positions in Africa? So it was mainly Congo. And then afterwards, uh, Rwanda and Burundi were uh, added to well, kind of given to to Belgium. And do you have quite a large African population in Belgium? Yes, especially in Brussels, we have a yeah. big uh, Congolese uh, uh, population. Yes, because we obviously in South Africa, we've got quite a big Congolese population as well mm. and other parts of Africa, but particularly Congo. I think you meet a lot of uh, Congolese here in South Africa. Yes, and for some reason they always immediately start talking in French to me. So apparently I look Belgian. <laughs> well, and your next choice is uh, Ghetto Mirador and L'Hiver Indien, is it? Indien. Indien. So it's in French and Balogi is actually a, a Congolese musician. Obviously a Congolese. Balogi. Balogi, yeah. yes. So that's part of your your heritage in Belgium, is also um, musicians from Africa, who I'm sure add a different dimension to the culture of Belgium also. Yes, but it's only recently that we see them in the mainstream cultural scene. So you have this Congolese area in Brussels, which is called Matonge, and a lot is going on there. But it has for a very long time 
only been for the Congolese and then the odd Belgian going there. And in the mainstream uh, cultural scene, you hardly saw any non-Belgian, non-white artists. But over the past few years, that has changed a lot. Um, I think uh, our previous ministers of culture, both from Flanders and from uh, the French-speaking community, have also invested a lot in that, not only to um, to make it more accessible for artists of other um, origins to, to, to take part uh, in the cultural scene, but also to reach out to other audiences that maybe not in an easy way get access to the theatres, to the concert halls and so on. Your Freedom is the End of Me by Melanie Di Biasio and the choice of Geraldine Remenon, who is the general representative of the government of Flanders, who's my guest on People of Note on Classic 1027. It's just gone seven o'clock. You're listening to Classic 1027. As you heard, I'm Richard Koch. The program is People of Note, and my guest tonight is Geraldine Remenon, who is the general representation, uh, representative of the government of Flanders. And as she was telling us earlier, um, Belgium is divided in two, Flanders and Wallonia, and the capital, of course, Brussels. And it was constructed in about 1830 out of bits of Europe after the Congress of Vienna. And then it had um, a king appointed from Germany. Wow, <laughs> this is quite an interesting history. But I see a name coming up now uh, of Toots Tielemans. This is a name I know. Uh, Bluzette is the piece, a sort of jazzy piece. Uh, and then maybe you can tell us a bit about the jazz scene in Belgium and also perhaps a bit about the, since we're classic radio, a bit about the classical scene. I know you've got a big opera house, Le Monet and orchestras and so on. So here comes Toots Tielemans with Bluzette. That's a fun piece. Bluzette by Toots Tielemans, the choice of Geraldine Remenon, who's my guest. Yes, I wanted to include uh, Toots because I think he's one of uh, Belgium's, Belgium's most famous musicians. Um, he plays his wonderful instrument, the mouth... I don't know mouth how organ. Yeah. Mouth organ, thank you for that. Um, and he can get sounds out of that instrument that you cannot believe. He's played with all the big jazz musicians all over the world. Um, and I think he has also inspired uh, a lot of Bel young Belgian musicians. I'm not going to say he's the, he's the father of Belgian jazz, but I think... L lots of, of young mus musicians will consider him uh, that way. So, yes, I cannot give and a list of a no. selection of uh, Belgian music without him. But your next few pieces are from the sort of jazz field. And so there's obviously quite a strong jazz field going on in Belgium and also with some South African connections. Uh, yes, jazz in, in, in Flanders and in Belgium um, has grown a lot in the past decades. You have a lot of young people uh, that start to, to play 
jazz music. Um, we annually have a Belgian jazz meeting where we also invite uh, people, programmers from from all over the world to to uh, experience our uh, Belgian jazz. Um, and indeed, as you say, there are some uh, South African connections. Um, Tutupuane is a South African jazz singer. She's been living in Belgium for a few years now. She's also married to um, a Belgian jazz musician who will most probably come and tour in South Africa in August. Um, and she has, well, she, she regularly comes back to South Africa, but she's uh, created a, a big uh, I, Flemish fan yeah, base as I well. I remember before she left, actually, she performed with me with an orchestra in Cape Town before she left to go to Belgium. So I know her. Um, but I see there's some others uh, from the Brussels Jazz Orchestra because there's a, a piece coming up called Mkokozo, which sounds very South African. So that is together with Tutupuane. Oh, together with her? Yes. Okay. Yes. So they made uh, an album together, which is called Mama Africa. But yeah. before that, you've got uh, a piece called Spirit Control. Yes. Jeff Neve is probably the jazz mu musician. He's a piano player who has made jazz very accessible and very popular in Flanders because it's um, easy listening maybe sounds negative, but it's it's accessible. That was called Spirit Control by Jeff, pronounced Neve. Neve, yes. Uh, also a Belgian jazz musician and the choice of Geraldine Remenon, who's my guest in People of Note tonight. And we really are getting perhaps the best of Belgian music here. Um, and it's very nice to know that uh, people like Tutu Puani uh, is in Belgium and making a go of things because very often we lose our best musicians to Europe and it's interesting to know where they go. So a lot of opera singers, for example, are in Germany uh, or in Britain or Italy. Um, but here's a jazz musician who's gone to Belgium and another one is a couple in Norway now performing in jazz ensembles there. So. We're good at exporting musicians from South Africa, I have to tell you. And you're lucky to get them. Yes, absolutely. I think they're uh, an added value to what is happening in in uh, Belgium in the cultural sphere. And it's not only about music, but also about dance, for instance. Our, international, our dance scene is extremely international. And thanks to, for instance, uh, Moya Michael, who's South African choreographer, who studied in Brussels and has stayed there. Gregory Makoma is another uh, South African choreographer, also studied in Brussels, but he came back to, to South Africa. And you've just had a production here, Requiem pour Elle, and that toured around South Africa also. Yes. And that, I think, was important. I went to see it, and it was unbelievably spectacular. It was wonderful. Um, and presumably that's one of the things that falls under you, uh, is these visits by uh, cultural groups from Belgium or from Flanders. Yes, we really, um, arts and culture is, is, a, is a focus of our work uh, in South Africa because I think that um, arts and culture is a way to connect people, not only to connect artists, but only to connect an audience. And um, 
cultural diplomacy, well, there's a lot of talk about it, but sometimes by just having people in one venue watching a show that deals with universal themes does much more than days of talking uh, between diplomats. Yeah, and it's a sort of soft contact rather than a hard contact. Well, sometimes the themes that no, you see in, <laughs> in productions <laughs> yes. are quite yeah. hard and you don't leave the, yeah. the venue very happy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But it's not, um, it's not uh, what I'm trying to say, confrontational in a way. I mean, it can be confrontational, but not in a sort of head-to-head -head way. It's, it's on a softer level. Yes, and it yeah. invites people to discuss yeah. and to talk. And it encourages that. Yes. Well, here comes uh, Umkokozo, which, as I said, sounds very African, and it is. And this is the Brussels, Brussels Jazz Orchestra. I will leave it up to you because I cannot really not pronounce it. Umkokozo? Brussels Jazz Orchestra <laughs> and Tutupuane. Yeah. Tutupuane is a well-known South African jazz singer who left here and now lives in Brussels. And you mentioned the next uh, piece you've chosen also uh, is a South African, uh, Joachim Badenhorst. Yes. Um, interesting enough, I was in uh, Bloemfontein for the Freistaat Arts Festival two weeks ago, and I was um, going to this visiting an exhibition, and the curator started, started talking to me, and he says, oh, you're from Belgium. Well, I have this friend from Belgium who comes to visit me next week. Maybe you know him. He's an artist. He's a visual artist. And then he said his name, and I think it was Willem Badenhorst. And I said, no, I don't know him, but I know there's a jazz um, musician who's called Joachim Badenhorst. No, that's his son. So you see, it's, um, it's, it's a, a small world. <laughs> it's a yeah. very small world. Yeah. And um, yeah, he's making extremely interesting, interesting music. It's jazz. It's electronic. Um, working together with uh, other musicians from from other countries. So. And the piece is called Fremdenzimmer, which sounds like a strange room, and the Karate Urio Orchestra. That was a piece called Fremdenzimmer, featuring South African musician Joachim Badenhorst, who also lives in Belgium. What do you... You've just been appointed for an, a further term of office here in South Africa, what would you like to see developing over the next couple of years that perhaps has not developed up to now? Have you got new directions that you would like to move in with your group of distinguished guests here in South Africa? I'm at the moment actually waiting for my March orders from my headquarters in Brussels. Oh, okay. So they, yeah. I have been uh, in South Africa for five years. I've been appointed for another five years. Um, it obviously also depends uh, of the policy priorities of our new government that will hopefully um, be formed in the next few um, weeks. But um, I think there's a few uh, issues that we can work on or can cooperate on more. And one of those will be um, the ocean economy 
or the blue economy, which is very important for South Africa. Uh, in Flanders, we have some uh, research institutes that are specialized in this. So we want to see how we can cooperate on this. Uh, another area of cooperation will probably be the fourth industrial revolution. Um, and then we will continue what we have been doing. I think it's important to um, also have some sustainability in what you do. Uh, Flanders has been working uh, together with South Africa for, for 25 years now. Um, in, in the beginning, it was, it, it, it was very um, diverse what we did. Uh, we did some sports, uh, projects in sports, some projects in, in culture, uh, trade and investment, obviously, uh, training in, in, in ports, uh, management. Um, but it was one, two, three year projects and then it was not continued. Of, over the past years, we have changed that direction and we've decided to focus our cooperation on a couple of sectors, on a couple of areas, and to really to to really deepen that cooperation, to have more impact, to so that it become more sustainable, and I think that is more more interesting than changing yeah. sectors every few years. And arts and culture is one of those areas. Yes, absolutely. We've been well, since the beginning actually. We've been working in arts and culture. Uh, and I think that well, I hope that we can continue that because we've built good relationships um, with South African players. And then I mean the festivals, museums and so on that um, that we can really where we can really build on. And one of those areas that I mentioned was um, the dance group that you had here recently. Uh, and perhaps I, I was really impressed by that production that came and uh, you know I, I hope that that area will continue to be strengthened because it's such a, a vibrant and wonderful expression of the links between our two countries so maybe that will continue. I'm talking to Geraldine Remenon who is general representative of the government of Flanders which as you all know dear listeners is part of Belgium. There are two main parts Wallonia and Flanders and Geraldine represents the government of Flanders. And we're going to hear now a very appropriate piece called Gin and Tonic. That was Gin and Tonic. Yes. By die anarchistische Abendunterhaltung. That was how they were called in the beginning, and then they shortened it to Dao. It was probably my introduction when I was around 1820. Um, with classical music. It's for young musicians, classically trained, um, that played violin, cello, I don't know which were the two other ones, flute, um, and made contemporary interpretations, pop, pop yeah. versions of, of classical music, so to speak. Did you ever play an instrument yourself? Not at all. Never? I have no talent for that. And were you a sports person? I was a sports person. I still am a sports yeah. person. So, yeah. What do you play? Do you still play tennis? or? No, uh, I run. You run? And I do boxing and scuba diving. Wow. Well, you're in the right part of the world for scuba diving. Yes, and, and for running as well. Yeah. So. 
Oh, that's have you been diving here? Yes. Yes. Where I, did you go? I've I've dived all over southern Africa now. So in a Aliwal Shoal. Aliwal Shoal, Sudwana Bay, Mozambique. Uh, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so you're in the right part of the world absolutely, for that. Absolutely, absolutely. So are you a, a fitness fanatic? Uh, I would not call it a fanatic. I, I but you're fit. Yes, I'm fit, and it keeps me sane. When when all the government gets on top of you? Then I go boxing. <laughs> well, here comes uh, a piece based on Vivaldi, and this was connected to the production which happened here recently, Requiem por el. That was called Barbaro after Vivaldi, and it was put together by several musicians who are based in Belgium, I guess. Uh, yes, so Fabricio Cassol is a Belgian jazz musician, Belgian composer, and the two other ones uh, are Congolese musicians. Um, Fabricio Cassol works a lot with uh, Alain Platel, who's a choreographer, and um, what is interesting is that the basis of, of, of Fabricio's compositions are classical pieces. So this was after Vivaldi, but he in deconstructs it, reconstructs it, and um, uh, has an interpretation that includes, for instance, Congolese music. Um, well, that was obvious in the production that I saw, uh, where we had uh, sort of very vibrant drumming and uh, linked to the music of Mozart in that case, which was quite amazing. I really, I really enjoyed that production. It was challenging, but I really enjoyed it. And I think that's probably what it's all about in Belgium. It sounds as though some of the music is sort of cutting edge now, uh, jazz and contemporary music. And the next one you've chosen, uh, this is Plores, Genices, Cries, Requiem. Grand Lavoie is um, a baroque, it's not an orchestra, they sing baroque music. Um, I don't know much about classical music, but I really, I really enjoy their music because it's, um, yeah, it makes you, it's yeah. different and it makes you contemplate life. Beautiful sounds there from Grand de Lavoie, Plores, Genices, Cries, or Cries, Requiem. The choice of Geraldine Remenor, my guest. And we've come now to the last piece that we're going to hear from you. And uh, I think it's wonderful that you're here for another five years, and I hope that you continue to build fantastic links with Belgium and South Africa. I'm sure you will. And we look forward to the many interesting things that you're going to bring to South Africa and also I assume things that go the other way do you do productions from here go to Belgium too not enough yeah. uh, we try to do it but it's not in my mandate to promote okay. uh, South African arts and culture in Belgium um, but I think in Belgium in Flanders there's a misconception about South African uh, art uh, when they think about African African art, they see one thing. It is not, 
and it's not what it is at the moment. So I would like to invite uh, Flemish programmers to come and experience the South African art scene and to hopefully then uh, get a better idea and invite South African artists to Flanders. But of course also invite South Africans to visit Belgium because you've got so much to see and do in Belgium. Yes, absolutely. So there you are, an invitation to all of you listeners to go to Belgium because uh, when we hear what the places are, you can visit Brussels, Bruges, Ghent, uh, Antwerp. Antwerp, and those are all just in Flanders. It's all in Flanders and it's only just a train, train right away. There we are. So in one hour you cross the whole country. You see, you can go for a beautiful holiday in Belgium and you can hear music like this now. This is the final choice of Geraldine is a piece called Kono by Wart de Fleischhauer. Wart is a young composer, classical composer, and our Flanders Art Institute recently um, put together a CD with uh, um, pieces of young composers to introduce them to a wider audience. And I have chosen uh, this piece because I've worked with Warte Vleeshauer oh, almost 10 years ago for a theater uh, performance um, when he uh, composed some music for that, uh, for that theater performance. So yeah, I found it um, fitting to, to end with, with him. That was a piece called Kono by Warte Vleeshauer the final choice of Geraldine Remenal, General Representative of the Government of Flanders, who's been my guest in People of Note on Classic 1027. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure. And thank you at home for listening and, of course, to Pete for helping us put the whole program together. Until next time, from all of us here at Classic 1027, we wish you a very good night.